Hello, I'm Tanisha Suds, the founder and principal consultant of Virtual Pro Associates. One of the career highlights that stand out in my reflection of the work I've done as an employee is attending training to find out how to streamline the processes that I've been responsible for. Understanding where to save time in my day and week is instrumental in getting more done. In other words, I'm a firm believer in working smarter rather than harder. The guidance material contained in this informational session is about the 10 steps you can take to reclaim maximum minutes in your day. I sincerely hope you take notes and use some of these strategies to aid in carving out time for your priority efforts. I tend to think of time or conceptualize time as much as we do space. What does that mean? When you think about moving into a new home, one of the reasons you view the space before moving in is to measure out whether or not you have enough space to fit your treasured items into the new place. This is how I visualize time. Do I have enough time to work, rest, eat, socialize, and grow as a person as I'm living day to day? The benefit of visualizing time as we do space is that we all have the same amount of time each day, week, month, and year. So there's no fluctuations to consider with the exception of leap year. Now, if you're able to evaluate how much more you did in a leap year than any other, I'm interested in knowing your secrets. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> so, barring leap year, we have the same amount of time each year to complete our efforts. I enjoy tracking my time as a primary means of understanding how I can achieve my goals despite how busy I am and how much there is to do in a day. Once you begin to pay attention to the time you use to your benefit, gained, and wasted, you'll be able to do simple things like when asked how much time you're on the phone with someone, you'll respond without hesitation. You'll know whether or not you really have time for that social activity or should work late in order to meet deadlines. Okay, let's get into the purpose and steps that I recommend so that you can begin reclaiming your time today or as soon as you're ready. Imagine what you can do if you were able to save time and allocate it to what matters. Here are some of the reasons to modify how much attention you pay to how you're using the time we're given. A. You can actually have adequate time to rest. Many of us have waken up after what we thought was enough time for an overnight sleeping and resting period, craving just another hour or so to fully recharge for the day's responsibilities. I know there are many work days where I was in agony because I just needed about an hour or two more of rest. However, despite what we feel is needed in that moment, we have to forego that urge and get up to take on the day's challenges. If you reclaim time in your day, you can allocate that time to resting in such a way that the sleep night is adequate or you're able to get to bed earlier and feel refreshed in the morning or feel refreshed in the evening if you work a night shift. B. You'll have the time to return to school or develop that business of your dreams. There are only a few of us who have access to resources and capital to just quit what we do to sustain 
in exchange of actively embarking on the growth path we truly need in order to live out our purpose. And see, last but not least, you'll have time to reflect, evaluate, and develop plans to change or advance your life. This is where I've used most of the time that I've captured by deploying the strategies I'm handing off to you. Planning is essential and necessary in any endeavor worth your time. We'll get into planning guidance in another session, and by combining one or two steps given to you in a handful of these guidance audios, you'll see satisfying changes in your life in no time at all. I guarantee it. Now that we've covered the main purpose in reclaiming your time, let's get into these strategies that will assist in doing so. Declutter your life. I know this sounds easier said than done, but if you take time to clear out old and unused things from your space, you'll free up space in your mind and you'll be able to use the space you've reclaimed for the growth strategy you develop. When people ask you if you want a certain piece of furniture or equipment, create a lifestyle where you only say yes if you're willing to get rid of something or simply say, no thank you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with turning away unnecessary items and just keep in mind that the item then becomes available to someone who can actually use it. I've been able to say no to offerings of items for a while now. Once you get used to saying no to this, it will become a habit. Due to the fact that at one point in my life, I needed items for my family of four, people got used to offering me items. Once we had all that was necessary and even some excess ourselves, we began turning away items and afterwards I had to train my children to turn items away as well. We found that they were still saying yes as teens and cluttering up our organized home. I've made my teens give away devices and even televisions because they brought them home and it was excess equipment. Also sell the items if you have an entrepreneur's spirit. I tend to barter items in exchange for the help with tasks or services. Get rid of incoming excess materials and resources that come your way. One of the ways I make sure not to have excess paper clutter is to throw away unnecessary mail before I begin opening the mail I know is a priority and even before setting the mail down on a table or etc. You can also do this with your incoming phone calls, text messages, and emails. This way, you're monitoring what gets your attention and filtering out your distractions. Either use the email filtering system that's built into the software or whatever tech tool you use for email and you can ask someone how to do this. Block phone calls and text messages from unwanted phone numbers, including persistent telemarketing calls. Believe you me, it will be worth it. Limit your social media activities. We all know that the excitement of social media can be a huge distraction from meeting deadlines and achieving your goals. I'm stunned at the number of people in my Facebook timeline who are complaining about being on social media when they should be doing things like homework. <laughs> 
I just want to scream at them to get off of social media and do what it is that they should be doing. Fortunately, our technology comes equipped with ways to filter what alerts we receive. Set a time for how much social media interaction you're going to engage in and honor that time limit. You can also use social media as a reward for getting things done. Personally, this is what I do. <laughs> when social media is a reward rather than a privilege, I'm more careful with the time spent on it. Adjust the amount of time you spend watching TV. This is a huge time waster for those who love entertainment. One way to do this is to set time limits on your TV watching as well. Here's a strategy to reducing your time spent watching TV. When you've exceeded the time limit you know you've set, instead of turning the TV off, mute the sound whether you're watching it or not. Once you mute the sound, the program you're watching becomes uninteresting and the call to your responsibilities become louder than the program you've been entertained by. Hopefully what happened to me is what will happen for you. TV program sounds now become annoying when the TV has been on for longer than I'm used to, which isn't much, or it becomes irritating when I finish watching the program that lured me to the TV anyways and the sound is still going. Create a healthy mindset for how you engage in video or computer games. I remember being addicted to the game called The Sims. That was basically a simulated world where you could create characters and eventually the game designers made it possible to create entire worlds. You may wonder, how did she still achieve so much during the time that she was addicted to that computer game? Well. I sacrificed social time. I also consciously made the decision that excessive phone calls, happy hour get-togethers, and casual parties wouldn't be attended. However, as much as I enjoyed my PC game playing time, I acknowledged the potential and also had a healthy fear of allowing my enjoyment of that game to get out of hand. I was more interested in the time I'd invested in furthering my career and taking care of self and family than playing that game. I also sacrificed TV time, which meant that I didn't watch TV or I made a conscious decision between which of the two to engage in. In order to adhere to time limits set on these electronic distractions, you can set a timer. I recommend that you also set time limits for your children. When you set time limits for your children, you'll feel guilty when you've exceeded the time limits you set for yourself. One awesome feature that smartphones come equipped with is an electronic timer. Feel free to use it. Let social callers know how much time you actually have for a phone call. I find that people will either choose not to engage in a conversation with you if they feel like the time limit isn't enough, or they'll do their best to honor your time limit. This is something that I've also told to those who I engage in social phone calls with. For example, before I launch into the purpose of my call, I ask, 
hey, I only need 20 minutes of your time. Do you have it? My very close friends will let me know. I'm headed to this or that, or I'm engaged in such and such. I only have X amount of time for this conversation. That allows me to adjust my list of reasons for calling and only engage in conversation about the priority topics I have in mind. This one might be a difficult step and hopefully you'll understand my reasoning behind this next recommendation. Avoid talking about people as much as you can. Why? Well, we're all dynamic and when you engage in conversations about people, those are the conversations that have more of a potential to extend beyond the time that we actually have to discuss what's on our minds. Social interaction is very important for many of us. I personally use a rubric in engaging in social conversations. I think it's much healthier to discuss ideas and my priority efforts as well as discuss the priority efforts in the lives of the people I care about. The next category of discussion in this rubric is events. I find that when we focus on the events rather than the people or person involved in the event, the conversation doesn't gather enough steam to become one that exceeds the time that I have. Finally, when you navigate and control your conversations with others using this type of rubric or one that you develop, that becomes a habit and people will subconsciously comply to your conversational preferences. You'll receive less phone calls about people and you'll receive more phone calls about such topics as ideas and events. If you're able to do an activity while moving or standing, avoid sitting down. Sitting down or sitting around is one of the ways that we usually engage in social media, video or PC games, TV, and phone calls. Phone speakers are phenomenal in assisting with developing this habit. I recommend getting rid of headsets with the exception of driving because headsets provide more clarity and connection and you find that you end up staying on the phone longer than you would if you engaged the speaker on your phone device instead. If you're unable to stand for long periods of time due to an illness or physical limitation, then I recommend creating a habit where you don't allow devices near you when you have to sit to accomplish your goals. Move your homework and planning workspace away from the TV or other devices, or you can also move the devices away from your homework and planning space. A strategy I use is moving my workspace I've designated away from accessible outlets. If there aren't many or any power outlets, you're unable to plug in devices. And this forces a separation of my planning and workspace from my entertainment time. Try to avoid using your cell phone or laptop in your bed. That is a bad habit that many of us have these days. And if you do use your cell phone or laptop in your bed, limit the amount of time you spend on those devices. Once you've developed the habit, then having your laptop or cell phone or even playing your video games in your resting space becomes annoying. I now notice 
but it's actually a habit for me to end up getting out of bed if I choose to answer a call after I've decided to rest. I'm very uncomfortable laying in the bed and talking on the phone now. If you haven't followed the trend of many who are well rested, remove the TV from your bedroom. I have a TV in my bedroom, but since I use the strategy of muting the sound, it's no longer a distraction during my rest period. Above all else, please remember, you are worth it. You're destined to be great. So the next time you're trying to figure out how to reclaim time in your day or week, feel free to turn to these guidelines and create time in your life to do what you know you were purposed to.